Hello, welcome to Erin Astrology Podcast. I am your host, professional astrologer, Cameron Erin. Wow, I cannot believe we are already in October. Is it just me or has the year flown by? I mean, seriously, where has 2023 gone? And now we're already in October? We only have a few more months until 2024. This is a big month, the month of October, and I want to get into it. But speaking of 2024, I'm working on another freebie, which is going to be Rising Sign Horoscopes for 2024. So if you're a part of my email community, you will get this freebie. And if you're not, then make sure you hop on my list, be a part of my email community so you can have access to this freebie and read your horoscope your for your rising sign, which will give you more information about what you can expect in 2024 for yourself. You can be a part of my email community by signing up for my freebie, Discover Your Soul's Multiple Purposes freebie. The link is in the episode notes. You can also go to erinastrology.com and sign up there. It's free. And you get a useful free resource when you sign up that will tell you what your rising sign, moon sign, and sun sign say about your destiny. Speaking of destiny, I think that that is actually a big theme of October because October, we have both of the eclipses. And the eclipses are defined by the nodes, the north node and the south node. The nodes are our fate and our destiny. They point us towards more of our destiny and what our soul came here to do. The nodes are these points of the moon. The north node is moving towards something and the south node is letting go of something. And this usually has to do with our destiny, a letting go of what our soul no longer needs or wants to do, and then heading towards the next thing. What is next for us? The new direction that our soul wants to head into. And when I talk about fate, I do think there's fate, and I do think there's destiny, We have a destiny, but we also have free will. So we have the choice to follow our destiny or not. Our destiny is just kind of like our soul's plan. It's like what our soul came here to do, which is multiple things, of course. But it's up to us to to say yes to that or not. And of course, there's societal factors that come into play that can act as barriers to... um, to living our soul's plan, right? And these can be social and economic injustices and inequities that, of course, play a role. It can also be just someone in your life, whether it's, uh, you know, when you were a child, but was a parent or just somebody else in your life that's distracting you or derailed your soul's plan. So there's obviously other factors in society and in our lives that can create obstacles to, you know, really live out our destiny. But I don't think that our destiny is, like, 
has complete control over us in the sense that like, oh, everything happens for a reason or everything is meant to be. I don't really believe that because if that were true, then we could justify abuse and systemic oppression and all kinds of violence and mistreatment, right? Like, I'm not, I, I, yeah, I can't justify that, right? It's like, I don't think those things are meant to be. I don't think those things happen for a reason. They happen. I don't know why they happen, but they just, they happen because shit happens, I guess. Um, but I don't think that that's part of our soul's plan. And I don't think that's what our soul came here to experience. Our soul did not come here to experience abuse or oppression. And we know that life on earth is very imperfect. And this is kind of like the world we're living in. And it's also our job to try to make it better, right? We have the responsibility and the opportunity to try to make it better for ourselves and for each other. And I think that that's absolutely part of our destiny. And I also think that that's very much what these nodes and eclipses are bringing up as well because of the first eclipse is going to be in Libra. And we have Mars in Libra with the south node. And so Libra is a sign of creating balance and justice and fairness and equality. And this sh shows up in a variety of ways. It's, it means balance and justice in every part of our lives from small things to big things. It can include social injustice or social justice, of course. It can also include just like, I don't know, your landlord being a dick to you. <laughs> and how that's unfair and unjust, you know, just for no reason, right? Somebody just not being fair with you. So Libra's justice and scales represents balance and trying to achieve balance and justice on so many different levels to varying degrees. So with these eclipses, there's definitely going to be stuff going on in the world that are challenging, you know, it's that are the where there's a lot of conflict, right? There and there's a lot of negotiation going on with Libra. There we have contracts and negotiating, and and uh, Libra is a very diplomatic sign too. So it's like, and it sees a lot of different perspectives. So it's like, okay, there's going to be a lot of discussion, a lot of trying to negotiate, a lot of contracts involved, agreements. Um, but it's going to be hard to do that. And that's going to be going on in the world. That could be going on in your personal life in some way, shape, or form. But definitely these eclipses are going to show us, you know, challenging things in the world, conflicts, and things like that. So traditionally, eclipses were seen not so much as positive things, positive events that happen. And this is because they block the light, right? The sun and the moon are light. Are, they are our light sources. They are luminaries. And so they represent a brightness, right? And when that light is blocked, it can represent, you know, kind of darker things coming to the surface, more challenging things happening. However, this does not necessarily mean it's going to show up as challenging in your personal life. And of course, we're affected by what things that happen in the world, events that happen in the world. But you also might find like 
You might feel like nothing's really happening for you in your world, your personal world, your everyday life. Like, wait, everybody was talking about these eclipses and like, I don't feel like anything's happened for me. And so I want to I wanna explain that. And this is why I want to take a more nuanced perspective on eclipses. You'll probably hear a lot of astrologers, you know, talking about eclipses and negative lights and really warning you and, oh my gosh, prepare and kind of adding more fuel to our anxiety. We don't need to add more anxiety to the anxiety that we already feel. And I do not think that eclipses need to be feared. I sent an email to my phone, my email community this past week talking about that anxiety and astrology, you know, if people get anxious about the astrology and the eclipses are certainly um, event, astrological events that happen that people tend to get anxious about. And I wanted to help ease people's anxiety. So I wrote an email and I've already gotten some great feedback from people that it, it's helped them. It was a helpful to read my perspective and the nuance. Just take what you hear from astrologers with a grain of salt. Always look at the reality of how the planetary transits and events show up in your life. So if, you know, astrologers are saying, oh, you know, prepare and oh god, oh no, test it out for yourself. Wait, you know, see what happens. Like, was it actually bad for you? Was it challenging? Now it could be. I'm not saying it wouldn't be necessarily, but it's going to depend. It's going to depend on your birth chart because these eclipses are going to be affecting everyone differently depending on your birth chart. And eclipses don't just bring about challenging or negative events. What eclipses bring are significant endings and significant beginnings in our life. They are transitional time. They mark transitions in our lives. And because they are defined by the nodes and the nodes have to do with our fate and our destiny, these transitions are ultimately trying to bring us closer to our destiny and what our soul wants to do next. So it's like, okay, we, you know, we go through various cycles in this one life of like, I'm doing this at this period of my life. And now that period's over and the next chapter is beginning. And now I'm going to be doing this, whether it's career related or relationship related, um, could be ending a relationship and beginning a new one. It could be ending a relationship and beginning a new relationship with yourself. Or it could be staying in the same relationship with somebody, but it just looks different. You know, it's taking on a different form. And this could also be like letting go of a hobby that you've been really engaged with for a while, and now you're just kind of done with it and you want to do something different. This could be you know, anything, anything in your life that is like, okay, I'm, you know, this is over, this part of my life is done, and now I'm going to do this new thing. This could also be thinking differently about something, new beliefs, like you believed one way before, and now it's like, oh, actually, your beliefs are changing about a certain subject. 
this could be your your daily routine changing like okay I was doing these particular things in my daily life and now I'm gonna completely change that up could be moving into a new house apartment neighborhood could be living with new people you could this could be having a spiritual awakening new spiritual revelations this could be feeling like certain parts of your personality are coming to light more like they're coming out more and it's like oh you've been acting this one way and now you're going to embrace more of these other parts of yourself that are coming out this could be embracing a whole new identity or multiple identities or letting go of some identities that you previously had that you're no they they don't they just don't fit anymore this could also have to do with changing up your appearance and especially if this is happening in your first house so if you're libra rising or aries rising cuz that's where the eclipses and the nodes are happening well, the first eclipse is in Libra. The second eclipse in October is in Taurus. That's the last eclipse of the Taurus-Scorpio axes. But in 2024, all the eclipses will be in Libra and Aries. So, and this recent full moon in Aries, even though it was not an eclipse, it is part of this eclipse story. And it's part of the story for the next year and a half. So if you're Aries rising or Libra rising, absolutely, like, personal shifts are happening for you. And shifts are happening for everyone, but, you know, to varying degrees, they're going to be varying potencies, and they're going to happen in different parts of our life, having to do with different areas of our life, depending on your birth chart. So it's a transitional time, transitioning out of something and into something new. During the eclipse that happened in last November in 2022 in Scorpio, I started my astrology newsletter. I did not plan on it. It just like the day came and I felt inspired and I forgot that it was an eclipse. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's an eclipse. Of course I started something new that had to, that was, that's important, right? This is significant. It was a small action, but that, you know, led to something bigger, has led to something bigger, right? That's very important for my astrology practice and business. So, you know, it was like a, it wasn't like a big event, but it was something where I felt inspired to act. And it was a new beginning that led to the next chapter of my life. So it could be something like that for you. And during the most recent eclipse that happened, or a set of eclipses that happened in Aries and Scorpio in April and May of this year, 2023, there wasn't anything externally that was really going on for me, no big event. But I did notice internal shifts. I did notice like really strong intuitive messages of like, okay, this is the beginning of an end of, you know, this one thing that I really want to end in my life, but it has to go through a process. It, it's not quite ready to end yet, but we're, we're getting there. And so it could be like that for you. And so there could be something beginning now 
this month, something that is being set in motion. It could be something that you notice and you're really aware of, or it could be something that's just kind of like percolating behind the scenes or underneath, and maybe it hasn't revealed itself to you yet. Maybe you're not aware of it, but the results of it don't come until 2024. So definitely things are happening this month for everyone on some level. And instead of fearing it or getting anxious about it, just get curious about it. So this is the thing that I've learned since I've been studying astrology and, and when I first decided to really dive deeper into learning about astrology and I was following, you know, more astrologers and listening to what they were saying and, you know, they would warn about certain astrological transits that were quote-unquote bad or challenging and I would get like oh no, I'd get anxious, I'd mark my calendar, and like prepare mentally, you know. And then like those days came, and literally nothing happened in my life. <laughs> and I noticed this as a theme over and over again. Now things did happen in the world, but there wasn't anything quote unquote bad or negative or challenging that happened for me personally. And so I started to get curious about that. And I was like, you know, I think these things are more nuanced, right? And what we have to pay attention to is what is the reality that is happening to us? Not what some astrologer says is may maybe going to happen. What is the reality that's happening? And that is part of the astrology. The astrology is nuanced. It has multiple layers to it and notice of what's going on for you, what you feel inspired to do. You know, there are things that happen to us, but then we're also acting and creating. So notice both. Notice what happens in your world or to you and then notice how you feel what you're thinking and what you're feeling inspired to do, how you're acting, right? All of that is part of the many layers of whatever astrological transit is happening. That All of that is part of it for you. And it can be really subtle. It can be super subtle. It can be small. You just have to pay attention, right? It's just about paying attention. And I think, and this is where it can be fun, right? It's like, Ooh, kind of like being a detective, like getting curious, looking for the clues, looking for the signs and the symbols, because sometimes the astrology does show up in really subtle ways. And really listening to your intuition, because that's part of it. You know, when you get those nudges to like say yes to something or no to something or to like do something or you get a certain feeling about something, that's part of the story as well. That's part of the astrology that's happening. So listen to that. Now, if something challenging does end up happening for you or it has been going on and you want to talk about it, I am here to talk about it. We can talk about it in an astrology reading. Astrology readings are great for reflecting on the challenges that we've been going through and that we're having to just kind of, I don't know, have a better understanding of oh, this is the kind of the quality of, the t of time for you. Not that these challenges are quote-unquote meant to be, but it's just like, oh yeah, you know, certain planets are doing certain things in your chart and that can indicate like a more challenging time. What else is it indicating? 
And when might we see some shifts in that? Or what what is this planet wanting you to know, right? What are the lessons here? Or what is it calling you to do? What And what actions to take? So astrology is a really great tool to work with in hindsight, right? Of like reflecting on what has happened. Because the future is still unwritten. So yes, we can make predictions with astrology, but you can't really get too specific about it. You can, and you may be right, but you also may be wrong. And so, and the future is unwritten. It's, it's, we do have free will. It hasn't happened yet. We don't know what will happen. What we can see is like the, the energy that will be going on. Like, you know, is this going to, is this a more favorable time for, um, you know, really going after your career? Is this home and family focused time? Or is this um, a great time to have a baby? Or, you know, like things like that, we can tell. But, you know, to get super specific of like, you know, on this particular day, you're gonna wear blue and this, and you're gonna go in a green car with this person. And then, you know, I mean, like, it doesn't get that specific. (laughs) So astrology readings can be really helpful for reflecting on what has happened. And on going over and talking about what's happening now for you. But it is helpful to get a reading for the next year and what you can look forward to. And because there are different transits that happen, you know, each year and especially on your birthday. And that's, you know, around your birthday is a really good time to get a reading because you enter a new perfection year, which is an ancient astrology technique that tells you what areas of focus are going to be up for you that year and what planet is going to kind of be in charge that year and really be calling your attention. So if you're interested in getting an astrology reading to talk about any of that, you can sign up for one on my website, erinastrology.com, and I would love to chat with you, connect with you, and go over your birth chart. Okay, but let's get back to October. So I'm not going to talk about every single transit that is happening this month, and I will be doing an episode on each eclipse, so stay tuned for that. But I did want to talk a bit about just like, okay, it's a big month. You're going to be hearing that from a lot of astrologers. Try not to be anxious. Try not to be fearful. Just get curious. Be intrigued. And just kind of have fun with it. Pay attention to, well, what is going on, you know? And put on a detective hat. So I do want to talk about a few transits that are happening this week. This first week of October. The first one is happening on Monday or Tuesday, depending on your hemisphere. Venus will trine the North Node and it will sextile the South Node. Both of those aspects, the trine and the sextile, are harmonious. So Venus is making a harmonious connection to the nodes right here at the beginning of October. This is significant. And because the nodes, they have to do with our fate, with our destiny. And this is a positive connection to Venus, Venus, planet of love, 
relationships, harmony, beauty, art, creativity. This is saying something about our destiny. This is a delightful moment. This is a sweet moment. This is a transit wanting to bring us closer to what our soul is here to do. But this is very much a time of listening to our intuition and not our rational mind because Mercury is opposing Neptune. And Mercury is like mind and communication and Neptune can be foggy. So <laughs> the logical rational mind is a little bit out to lunch here for a few days. But Neptune also is intuition and imagination and creativity. So the these first couple days of October is prime for creativity, intuition, art, getting in touch with what our soul is here to create and listening to those inner nudges that you have. Mercury then trines Pluto. So this is a positive aspect. Mercury is still in Virgo, trining Pluto in Capricorn. So both Earth signs, you know, this is revealing some kind of truth perhaps something that's been hidden. This is communicating about, you know, because Pluto is like the underworld. So this is like communicating about something that's underneath and bringing it to the surface. And with a trine, I mean, this could be like a positive realization, a spiritual epiphany, you know, something deep down inside that's been brewing that needs to come to the surface that has to do with the new direction in your life, the next, the new beginnings, the next actions for you to take, and being really honest with yourself about what you feel drawn towards doing. And if you're in a phase in your life or a period in your life where you just don't know and you're in the unknown, that's okay. You don't have to make any decisions yet, but just stay curious and stay listening to the nudges that you feel. You know, what we might see in the world around this time and in society are investigations of the truth coming out about certain things, you know, unearthing the muck, you know, digging out the bones and the dirt, perhaps literally, but more metaphorically speaking. So, you know, you can look for their, that kind of news in, the, in society and in the world this week. But in your own life, it is some kind of truth about where you're going, where you want to go, that is being revealed. In the middle of this week, Mars is going to be with the South Node, conjunct the South Node. The South Node releases, it lets go. So it decreases. So something is decreasing, being let go. This could also just be like letting go of control or letting go of what you can't control. Because Mars is in Libra with the South Node, this could be a, a, trying to rebalance what hasn't felt balanced or fair or just, right? So really wanting to create balance, restore balance in some area of your life. At the end of the week, Mars will square Pluto. This is has more tension to it because a square is tense. And Mars and Pluto tension and brings up 
control power power dynamics. So, you know, this may or may not show up in your life in a big way. Definitely we'll see it in the world and in society. But if it does show up in your life, it could be pointing to any some kind of power dynamic in your life that isn't serving you and you need to let go of or you need to rebalance. And this could even be with yourself, <laughs> right? Um, but there is a theme of power and control here and letting go, you know, the best way to work with a Mars square Pluto is to really try to not fight what you can't control. Um, of course, we want to be advocating for people's rights, but if there's something going on that's just in your life that is completely out of your control and like the more you fight it, like the worse it is for you, this is one of those transits where it's like, you know, try your best to to just let it go and to focus on what you can control and what you do have power and agency to do. This is also a great transit for remembering to use our power for good, to remember that we do have power and that we can use it for good and to help others and that, you know, power isn't bad in and of itself. It's like how we use it, right? That's what matters is how we're using the power that we have. So this month is also a transitional month because a lot of planets are changing signs. <laughs> so at the middle of the week, we have Mercury moving into Libra. So this is going to amplify that Libra energy even more. We already have the Sun in Libra. We have Mars in Libra. We have the South Node there. So, you know, we're getting more into Libra and what Libra signifies. And I did a whole episode on what Libra signifies. So make sure you listen to that. And at the end of this week, October 8th slash 9th, Venus moves into Virgo. This is a really big shift because Venus has been in Leo since June 5th, a very long time. Venus is not usually in a sign that long, but it went retrograde in Leo, so it was there for longer than usual. But now Venus is moving into Virgo. Venus in Leo was very much about the self and adornments and recognition and shining, being seen or not being seen, and wanting to be seen, um, even like fashion and looks and, and being recognized and how you're being recognized. But Venus in Virgo is a very different energy. Virgo is an earth sign. It's very analytical. It wants to refine, right? It's all about refinement. I did an episode all about Virgo back in August. So check that out if you haven't to learn more about Virgo. But Venus in Virgo wants to refine. It really wants to improve things. And it wants to have some upgrades. It wants to make improvements to our aesthetics as well and to um, maybe our earthly material world because Virgo deals with that. Also our systems. This is a great time to like if you want to make upgrades to your website or anything systematic or te technological, like because Virgo is ruled by Mercury 
and Mercury is like technology and systems and communication. So any, like if you want to change the aesthetics of your website or your social media or your logo or your branding or like you're creating um, an online course or a program or a PDF, this is a great time to, to refine your aesthetics, the aesthetics of anything online that you're working on, any creativity, any art that you're working on. Venus in Virgo reminds me of like, oh, just like a really refined, meticulous graphic designer. So Venus will be in Virgo for a while, for the entire month of October. And the Venus in Virgo story is very much a part of these eclipses. I'm going to be talking more about that in the next episode, all about the first October eclipse in Libra. Also in October, Mars is going to move into Scorpio. This is going to be October 11th slash 12th. Again, depends on your hemisphere. Mars and Scorpio, I love this. This is where Mars has dignity and Mars is ready to get shit done, ready to go, ready to just, you know, hey, you know, let's let's go for it. So that kind of amplifies the eclipse energy even more this month. Um, Mars is more empowered in Scorpio. So like in Libra, there's a little bit of holding back. You know, Mars isn't totally able to do what it wants to do. But in Scorpio, it's like, all right, finally, we are ready to go. And there's a lot of change and transition this month. So the energy is kind of speeding up. It's going to quicken. Things are going to happen faster once Mars moves into Scorpio. Towards the latter part of the month, we have Mercury moving into Scorpio. We'll get into that later. And then, of course, the sun will move into Scorpio. So we'll get into Scorpio season later. But needless to say, October is a big month. Lots of planets changing signs, transitions, eclipses happening. Oh, I do want to mention one really positive transit. Venus and Jupiter will make an exact trine on October 21st slash 22nd. This is a beautiful transit. The trine is the most positive. We've got Jupiter and Taurus trining Venus in Virgo. I talk about this in my next episode, but I really think that there is positive beneficial opportunity here with these eclipses because of that trine. And so please try not to fear or have, you know, too much anxiety about October. It's a very busy month. It's a very active month, but that doesn't mean it's bad. You know, there's just going to be a lot going on. Uh, if you find yourself feeling extra busy, running around, doing this, doing that, that's all part of the energy of this month. Um, you could be feel feeling extra tired because of that. So, you know, take good care of yourself, take extra care of yourself, really try to sleep more if you can, um, get your rest, because it is a very active time, and there's a lot of change and transition, and when we're going through transition and change, we need a lot more rest, we need a lot more care and nourishment, so getting the care and nourishment that you need is going to be very important. All right, that's all I'm going to go over today. I know that was kind of a lot and longer than usual, but it felt like something I needed to share because it is a really big and important month. And like I said, I'll be coming back with more episodes talking more specifically about each eclipse. So stay tuned. 
connect more with me on my website, erinastrology.com, where you can book a reading, hop on my email list, and connect with me on Instagram, erinastrology. I hope that this is helpful for you. I'm sending you harmony, Venus harmony, and ease during this transitional time. And beauty, you know, Venus is very much in charge of this month in many ways. May this be a beautiful time for you. May the results of these changes be beautiful for you. Have a beautiful rest of your week. I'll talk to you again soon.